0: Shanna in a dress is your quirky best friend who refuses to wear pants. She says what everyone is thinking but no one else will say, and you'll get an uncensored journey of clever humor and heartbreak with a hefty side of entertainment at her shows. She masterfully manages to take on complex subject matters with smart yet accessible lyrics. Her songs are laden with clever wordplay and they delight audiences of all ages. This witty wordsmith is known for making audiences laugh and cry, sometimes in the same song in 2020 shanna was a winner in the kerrville new folk competition winner of the great river folk fest song competition a semi-finalist in songwriter serenade and a grassy hill emerging artist at the falcon ridge folk fest her debut album robot is coming soon
1: i remember staring at that picture on the
0: Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a song in one week based on a random prompt, then sit down to talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm your host, David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Shanna and in Address. Welcome to the show, Shanna.
2: Thanks. Hi. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this should be, well, hopefully this will be a fun time here, so... Um, well, so I'm curious. I, you know, uh, the the bio that I kind of threw together from your from your website, you know, emphasizes the the witty wordplay and the and the clever humor, um, with a side of kind of heartfelt stuff. But it seems to me that you've shifted quite a bit more towards the heartfelt stuff. So, do you feel like this this bio is 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 still the most accurate representation? I because I remember, you know, a few years ago there was a point where you were, you were hitting the, 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 the clever humorous stuff really hard. And you felt like that's what audiences, the only thing that audiences wanted to hear, but it seems to me you've pivoted quite a bit since then. You, you do a lot more of the, the heartfelt stuff.
2: I definitely am writing a lot more, um, or I don't even know if I'm writing a lot more, but I'm sharing a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, ballads and heartfelt stuff. I, I feel like the. The bio is still accurate because that's the stuff I l- like playing.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: l- I still want a Shanna show to feel mostly fun.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Right. And then like, you'll get a, a hit, an emotional hit every, when you least expect it. That's my, that's my favorite.
0: At, at your shows, you're you're definitely really charming and 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 humorous uh, just as a as a personality, but I, I you know the I because you have just a really great st- stage presence um, that makes I think everybody feel real comfortable. But but it is interesting how you can just like. You know nail somebody with something really poignant uh after being really charming and funny and it it is it is kind of a roller coaster ride uh when you're going to your shows right now so so yeah my
2: my friend um you know her alicia stockman she says she thinks my funny writing serves my emotional writing and i think that's really interesting and i think the place that it, let's see, how do I phrase this? The way it does that is through details. I think the more detailed your song is, the more it can make you laugh or make you cry.
0: Well, why don't we uh, listen to a song and we can talk about uh, some specifics there. This is uh, Playing With Fire by Shannon Address and it's off of the album Robot.
2: So this is the first listen of the produced version that I'm letting the public hear. This um, patrons have gotten to hear this produced version, but this is kind of Ooh. exciting. Like Ooh. you get to special for
0: kind of an almost exclusive
2: writing podcast listeners. You get to hear the the produced track of Playing With Fire.
0: The, the public debut. So here we are. Right? The public debut of Playing With Fire by Shannon Address. Here we go.
1: I've known you a long time. You got a good heart, got a smart mind, but a ticking time by is taunting you, haunting you. I'm wanting you to step aside. And you've got your eyes on a scalded prize, but the fearful message is setting in, our wrestling truth into lies. Supernova just waiting to explode You got every sign of danger But you're walking closer You're playing with vibes But you're dancing in a minefield, but you know they don't have to attack you, just backtrack with your eyes peeled. And I know lightning striking, look so damn exciting, but flying your kite gets you electrified, playing with fire. But you'll just look back At your gathered up ashes Playing with fire
0: That was the public debut of the track playing with fire by Shannon address off of her new album robot. And, uh, damn, that's a, that's a catchy tune.
3: <laughs> that is
0: ridiculously catchy. And I really love, I really love, um, the, this line really, really jumped out at me. It's like, I've been attracted to long stemmed matches, but you'll just look back at your gathered up ashes. That's a, that's a killer line. Um, I mean, there's Dang. a lot of great, great things in here, but, um, Well, why don't you talk to us here? Tell us what what went into making this song.
2: Let's see. So the impetus for it was I was chatting with a friend of mine who was (laughs) having impure thoughts outside of her relationship. And I was like, let me into your mind right now. How do you feel? And like totally asking from a perspective of, cause I'm going to want to write a song about this, not like being a good emotional friend, but, and she said, I just, I feel like I am playing with fire and it's not a unique metaphor. We all know it, but I just ran with that idea and to be the onlooker you know i wrote this from my perspective of like oh gosh it is hard to watch you play with Mm. fire and that is a thing that i think everyone has had to experience in life whether it's watching someone marry someone that you know isn't good for them oh
0: yeah yeah
2: or you know just like what are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? (laughs) And um. yeah, there is so much crafting that went into this lyric, because usually I don't I, I feel like usually I tell a concrete story. But this one stays in the metaphor the whole time. Sure. And it was really fun. Like it was really a puzzle to play with all of the different rhyme schemes and rhythms and stuff that I heard. Like it went through a lot of different edits, which is why I chose to play this one for you guys.
0: Do you, uh, do you think it was more edits than normal for your process?
2: Yeah, I do. Hmm. Like I just, I played it for a lot of people being like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And then when I took it to um, my producer, like we we shifted it even more. So it was, Uh it went through a lot of rounds. Originally the chorus went,
1: you're playing with fire, fire, fire. Oh, when will you learn? Playing with fire, fire, fire. You're tempting the burn. You're playing with fire, fire, fire. You're gonna get hurt, or you'll hurt someone else. And I promise you that'll
2: hurt worse, or something. I don't even remember the melody. of that.
0: Oh, Okay, okay. I like that though. But what? So yeah. So why did you? What? What? What was the decision behind? Uh, why did you decide to change that? Was it just instinct, or was that something the producer suggested, or?
2: ultimately um i so i bounced this song off my friend and like one of my songwriting heroes steve seskin Mm -hmm. and he has he has the rule of twos which Mm -hmm. he's like well you're playing with fire um and and it's so hooky and it's so fun to you just want to sing along make the audience miss it for two lines before it comes back for the third repeat. And originally it was just three repeats in a row. So that's when you're fanning the flames of a dangerous game. That'll only get worse came in the middle of that chorus to break it up. And then playing with fire, fire, fire comes back. Um, and then ultimately it was like, you're going to get hurt is, is the point. Of the song not or you'll hurt someone else and i promise you that'll hurt worse
0: that makes sense so so i
2: wanted to end it with the point but i still was really attached to that melody that i originally had and so it just turned into a oh Ah,
0: (laughs) which is cool well that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense so now i'm curious does the person that you wrote this about does does she know that it's about her
2: oh yeah I sent okay. it to her immediately.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. you've you've like like you mentioned before, you do you do have other songs that um that are autobiographical and they're about specific people. Um, now I know I, I write about people in my life too, but it's usually but I I don't tell them, and it's usually steeped enough in metaphor that I don't think they would even guess. But uh, but what's it like when you when you write a song uh, about somebody and. They're gonna know it. They're gonna figure it out. How does that affect your your writing? I mean, you, you seem pretty fearless about that, though.
2: I am. I think usually it's complimentary. This is like one of the few songs where it's not, maybe. Um, mm. But I have my most recent boyfriend. I have so many love songs for him. So I have. I always. I'm like, I wrote this for you. It's about you. <laughs> there uh-huh. you go. And. Then there's no hiding in Daddy's little girl, right? <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could pretend I made it up. You know, I do have you know, less than, I have songs about ex boyfriends that don't sing or that maybe don't regard them highly right but well you've got the um
0: <laughs> the foot massage you got the uh, boy i'm trying to remember the 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 name of the song but the one with a foot massage in it
2: yeah um, get over it I yeah get it.
0: over it yeah so that's 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 one of the ones that i'm thinking oh yeah you know it's like uh, I'm so, i would be scared to be like in that kind of song but that's
2: that so uh, fun. yeah With that yep. one i um and just for our listeners who don't know this song it like very specifically talks about me like hanging out with this guy and then giving him a foot rub. And then before I could leave, he was like, well, what about the other foot? And it was just so directly from my real experience that I thought, oh my gosh, if this guy is ever in the audience, he will know, he will know this song is about him. And luckily,
0: You've dodged that bullet so far?
2: I have dodged it. I don't know how, but <laughs> and it is it is really fun to have all my friends like are dying to know because it's clear that the other guy's a musician. And so they're like, Who is it? Who is it? And I've sworn myself to secrecy <laughs> for once on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I was gonna tell you my favorite line in playing with fire. You can pull it up. I I have it. In my just because it flows off the tongue so interestingly is you've got a fine shield, but you're dancing in a minefield.
0: Oh,
3: and yeah. Anytime
2: I get a double rhyme like that, I feel good about it. That's and good. Then, and then the rhyme scheme changes with, but you know, they don't have to attack you, just backtrack with your eyes peeled. And so you get that three rhyme in before it comes back to rhyming with field and that one makes my little wordplay self geek out
0: well, uh, you are and you are like this rhyming savant and it's just <laughs>
2: uh, well
0: I think I think um you you've we, we've talked about this before but you you're you you feel like you've been really influenced by by rap and hip-hop and and some of those rhyme schemes and and I hear it in in a lot of the um the rapid fire rhymes that you do um I mean, do you want to talk about that a little bit about how you you look for those internal rhymes and how you know?
2: Yeah, and I kind of am laughing to myself that you say I've been heavily influenced by rap well, and hip hop. Well, like, did I, I say
0: heavily? You've been influenced, right? Well, Maybe have I'm wrong. I like
2: rap and hip hop um, like records. I just I really like, um, you know, Jason Mraz and Ed Sheeran both have that
3: hmm.
2: hip hop quality to their pop songs like very clearly they're pop songs. Sure. And when you look at them and read them out loud, it is just so satisfying when people use two words to rhyme with one word like um mm, yeah. just because the lyrics are right in front of me. I can see like you're a supernova just waiting to explode. Got everything, yeah, got it, you know. And yeah. I like I can't tell you why I can do it. I just know that if I have an opportunity to, I will take it because it makes me so giddy inside.
0: <laughs> well, you've internalized it, you know. I mean, that's something that you paid attention to when you're, you know, growing up listening to the music. And and uh, well, you said at one point, you said at one point that you seek. Well, you say it on stage sometimes that you secretly want to be a rapper. Um, but maybe, maybe the that's
2: best, it's the best white girl folk rapper.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Typically, so. Well, you may very well be the best uh, white female (laughs) uh, folk rapper. So Um,
2: pick things where I don't have a lot of competition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. So this is also off the album Robot. This is Daddy's Little Girl, and uh, it's by Shanna in a dress. So let's uh, let's hear it. Here we go.
1: Mom had a long sleeve wedding gown Don't think I didn't notice When she took it down On Easter day we moved him out I locked myself inside his new bathroom Silent.
0: was daddy's little girl by shanna in a dress off of her new album her debut album robot and uh we got another great great hook there in the chorus the daddy's little girl and you know i like the um the advancing uh time scheme on the 25 minute drive versus 2.5 hour drive and the two point hour 2.5 hour flight and it just it's getting further and further away and it's a sad song. Yeah. So, so what, uh, how did you go about
2: writing this? Let's see. I knew I had the idea for a long time and man, I just, I knew it would be a heartbreaker before I even wrote the first word, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And the concept that I thought was the most interesting was like, wow, isn't it interesting how our physical distance has so accurately um, matched our emotional distance? Mm. You know, like, he, my, my mom was a working mom, and he was a stay at home dad. So he was just there. And and he was my everything. And like, I remember holding his hand um, when I should have been embarrassed to hold his hand because I was eight, you know, and uh, sitting in his lap and just, he was my best butt when I was a little kid. And then after my parents divorced, like it really shifted um, which parent I was closest to. Hmm. So I think, when I think back on the journey of the relationship with my dad, it's like, wow, N- neither of us would have guessed that the divorce would have changed that much. Yeah, And, I, and I don't want to say like parental loyalty, but definitely and just like parental closeness. And I thought about what are all of the little moments that I can use to show our journey and the distance. And I knew I wanted to start with, like, looking at my parents wedding picture and remembering when it got taken down from the wall. And that wasn't a metaphor that I or you know, a story that I came up with just to match the truth, I just used the truth. And yeah, everything, everything in this song is like, it's just straight out of reality, which I think is the easiest way to write a song.
0: Now you said this had been kind of in the back of your head for a while before you wrote it. Um, Did you, I, you know, I mean, was it, was it something that, that you felt too, I mean, you had to have a little bit more emotional distance before you could write it. I mean, is that even possible with a a subject like this? Or, I mean, why why did you wait so long? And I mean, was it a therapeutic process when you did write it?
2: Definitely. And I think I just wait a long time on ideas because if they're not flowing out of me naturally, Hmm. it's hard for me to force it. And... Uh, which is why it was very interesting, you know, writing to your prompt. And I've actually been doing an other prompt a week, song a week type of prompt driven challenges. And it's just such a different. It requires real discipline to get those songs out versus sure. songs like this that just, you know, the heart came first and then then the crafting. And there was definitely a lot of. A lot of editing that went into this one anyone listening just know they never come out like beginning to end as the way you assume they do like their blood sweat and tears went into every melody note of this song
0: <laughs> so i i know that on some songs you actually write a lot more verses than actually make it into the final song is that all the time is that the was that the case with this song as well i imagine you probably had so much
2: yeah yeah i had a lot of different ideas and i had to just pick which ones felt like the strongest
0: what what goes into that 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 process of choosing
2: oh i hate it it's so hard (laughs) i have so many songs where i'll take them to a group of songwriter friends. And I'm just like, you guys tell me what to cut, because I you, know, I wrote them for a reason. I wrote this because I like mm. all of these ideas and these lines and I, I listen to, I love getting feedback before, basically I love getting feedback throughout every step of the process. I think some people are really um, private until they have a finished piece of work. And I'm I'm like that in some ways, but when it comes to songwriting, I love getting other people's input of what do we did that hit you, did it not? Because I have another line that could go there instead.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So, so I mean, on on, uh, I mean, you you you're you're pretty prolific, so there may not be an average per se. But, mm-hmm. um, how many times do you think you like brought a song like this or or? or either the the songs to to workshops i mean is it several times or is it just once and then you you feel like you've you've got it or
2: well i write faster than i can get feedback so you know oftentimes like feedback opportunities are like once a month sure maybe maybe via the boulder in the round workshop or bouncing it off a friend uh and most of my friends are a little too nice. I think I don't have a, a great friend who will really give a lot of negative criticism about one. They might have a, a little thing to say here or there, but I don't well, have to do. Huge do you ask,
0: ones. do you ask them specifically to, to, to spare no feelings? I mean, is that, is that yeah. something that you, yeah.
2: Yeah. They know I'm not shy, but I'd like to think it's just because there's so little to edit, but <laughs> clearly that's not
0: true. It is tricky. I know that um, unless somebody really specifically, I mean, I, you know, I, I need somebody to tell me what what level of critique they want when right. I when I do something. Because um, my the, my general general feeling is like, you know, most of the time it's just fine. You know, it's it's right. like they'll bring kind of a, a rough draft. It'll be like, you know, maybe there's some minor stuff that need to be tweaked to, to get it to kind of like what counts as as an okay song um mm. and then i'm i'm i am kind of hesitant to to step on somebody and impose my particular tastes on it uh right. just because i know you know there's sometimes i present stuff to critique groups and it's good for it to be a group because you get multiple perspectives but but i don't know sometimes you take it into a group and you're like well none of these people play the kind of music that i'm even thinking of when i wrote this you know yeah and it's like is it Is it really going to make it you know a difference and um though i'm i'm kind of a big believer in directed critiques it's kind of like this is the stuff i'm not sure about what do you think about this what do you think about that um but i i get it is always you know it can be helpful if somebody brings up something that you didn't even think of but but it can also be really detrimental because maybe it didn't bother you and maybe you don't need to be bothered by it but they brought it up and then now it's stuck in the back of your head so definitely yeah it's it's tricky stuff um but but that's that's good to know there so folks out there if you happen to be in a critique group with shanna give her give her your worst
2: give it to me (laughs) that's right lay it out there honestly i i am pretty good about if i if i don't like your critique you know i just go oh well i i liked that so thanks for your opinion yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think it's you know there's um I think I think critique groups or or maybe not it doesn't even have to be a group but if you just like getting multiple points of feedback if you're going to get critiques at all mm-hmm. make a point of getting it from a lot of different people I think cuz sometimes you know one person you know if you give that one person too much weight it'll it'll and it's wrong if they're giving you bad you know critique then I don't know but uh, but that's interesting that you use you use critiques pretty well yeah and and your stuff comes out great so clearly it works Shanna you're you're <laughs> you're doing something right
2: it's funny I think I need to edit more because I do I have more words than I'm sure I need and I have more length in songs often than I'm sure I need but sometimes I just like being given a big fu to the rules and being like oh, sure. i don't care about the rules i know them and i'm ignoring them because this is how i want this song to go
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know if it works it works i mean that, that's the the bottom line and and rules are made to be broken right so well right. do you do you feel like there's um what do you f- are, are there particular weaknesses that you you know, in your writing or that you perceive as weaknesses in your writing that that you like to focus on when you're when you're editing? It seems like lyrically you're you're just, you know, super, super sharp. But and it sounds like you also spent a lot of time editing that. Um, how are you feeling on other things like rhythm and melody and, and whatnot? And...
2: I think melody comes pretty easily to me. The I think editing is my weakness honestly even though we just talked about how i do it i know that the nashville style of writing is sure. like you write to the title and if make sure every line is a is conducive to the title but i think i have such a love for a clever line or a or a, a good rhyme or something like that that it's hard for me to give up like but that line's funny why would i cut it (laughs) (laughs) so i i do get attached and i think if someone like whipped me anytime i wrote a song over three minutes it would change my writing a lot because the the pop writers you know they have a a different Mm. thing going on where they can write something really condensed and every single word is something that needed to be said yeah and i'm still i'm still wordy because i just have so much fun playing with them
0: well and you know at what point is that just your that's just your style that's that's your calling card even i mean that is your calling card as far as i'm concerned um i i wouldn't i mean not to say that that you shouldn't experiment you know but uh, with you know really short pithy songs or whatever but i mean it's um a shanna song is something that that there's a lot of clever wordplay you're gonna you know you're gonna find just hooks galore in in what you're doing lyrically you know i I, it's one of those play to your strengths type of things right you know i mean why why shy away from that but I, I don't know the Nashville rules quite as well. I mean, I you know, Nashville rules are for if you're writing specifically for the Nashville market. Do you feel like you're writing for a specific market or do you feel like you're writing for yourself or some sort of gray area in between?
2: Mm-hmm. I definitely think I write for myself. It is hard for me to perform a song that I don't like, which I'm sure everyone would say that. I was thinking about what you were just saying, and I definitely do experiment with short, sparse, pithy, as you said, songs, because I'm always trying to, I'm always picking up and noticing, oh, that's not something I've tried. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. And that's different, but I rarely perform them because they don't feel like they show what I, what I'm about.
3: Hmm. It's like
2: here, I'll play you a song. That's like, that was me trying something different, but it's not me and my thing. So.
0: See, I I know for me and I I try to be, and this is probably to my uh, detriment, but, uh, I know I, I like to, to have, I don't know. I like to try lots of different things and, uh, I, I don't know that, uh, I have anything that's specifically characteristic, uh, a characteristic style, which is the, from a marketing standpoint is problematic, but I don't know. I, I, I'd i love to hear a show where you took all those odds and ends songs and you just did those
2: <laughs> and
0: and you just showed off all your kind of experimental things. And uh, how do you think you have like a couple hours worth of that? Or is it more like yeah. 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Definitely.
2: Mm. Like I wrote a rock song the other day. Sweet. I thought it was so ballsy uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it wasn't from an autobiographical perspective and then yeah i wrote a song that had so much space in it it felt like an instrumental mm-hmm. even though yeah it wasn't and so yeah i, I definitely have all those other I
0: I would love to hear those songs. Um, Well, my, you know, one of my my favorite songs of yours may be one that that fits into that, which is that It's a Mystery song.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because I
0: absolutely love that song, but I don't don't see you playing it very much. Um, And it is a little bit kind of off-brand in a way for, even though it's got plenty of clever lyrics and stuff, but it's got a different, kind of a different feel to it. Um,
2: That's funny because I I like that you just brought up that song because I don't think that's, Total, I wouldn't call that song off brand at all. Look, that is, I'm so glad that you like that one and that you remember that one. I should, oh, yeah,
0: that's that that, that may be my favorite. Well, I don't know. I'm a, I, I like Sherlock Holmes, maybe that's what it is, but that's the, but I, I just, I, I adore that song. So I don't know. I do, you, do you still play it in, in shows or? No, is I that...
2: forgot. That's yeah. 10 years old. So I, I'm always more excited to show off my new stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's how it that's how it goes. But but that one's just such a it's such a it's it's kind of like a short song. It's got uh it's just really, really tight and clever and it's got that descending kind of uh not I don't know if you'd call it a baseline, but you got this kind of descending run that you do with the uh, on right. the uh the uke. Anyway. We're gonna take a short break here and then we'll be right back. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the uh the the challenge song. Uh, that we did the prompts that uh, Shanna the the prompt that Shanna chose, and then how we worked our way to our respective uh, versions of that. So, all right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I'm your host David Coyle, and I've been talking with Shanna in a dress. Hey, Shanna.
2: Hey. Doing
0: okay? Do you have uh, do you have enough uh, water to drink? Are you you feeling good?
2: I have plenty. I have like a super full bladder. Uh, okay
0: all right well that's what we aim for here at the raw songwriting podcast is uh really full bladders (laughs) so you got it as as uh, uh most of you listeners know we uh you know what i usually do is i send out um a selection of prompts for the guest to choose from about a week before we record the show and uh and then the guest chooses from those those prompts so this is what i sent shanna about a week ago uh the first thing was a random picture of a camera hanging from a tree. There was a random word, which was idograph, which is a mechanical plotting instrument used to redraw maps at a smaller or larger scale. There was a random question. If you were to work at a circus, what job would you choose? And then there was uh, the fearless prompt, Timmy Reardon's uh, fearless songwriting prompt uh, for that week, which was Shouldering the Sunset. And there's a picture, uh, kind of an old-timey picture, black and white picture of of some guy wearing, I don't know, a bunch of light bulbs on his head. I'm not sure how to describe that. How would you describe that picture, Shanna?
2: I don't know, like a wrecking ball hat? (laughs) Yeah,
0: it looks like he's got, I, I don't know, it's like, maybe it's, a bunch of telescopes or lenses or something on this ball. I, it's it's weird. Nevertheless, those were the options. Shanna, which which one did you choose?
2: I chose shouldering the sunset.
0: All right. And what what? Why did you choose that one? Was there did you were you tempted by any of the other ones?
2: I think the second. Well, shouldering the sunset just sounded more poetic than I typically. Sure. Um, would use in my language. So I thought that would be interesting. I was my second choice was what circus job would I choose. And the reason I didn't was because I already have a song that's like really set in the circus. And so oh, okay. you know, it was just like, ah, too close. And then I hated idograph. I was like, I would have to define it because no one knows what that is if I use that in the <laughs> Um, song and then i didn't even notice that the picture was an option but i still would have picked shouldering the sunset because i am far more verbally inspired than i am visually
0: yeah shouldering the sunset that like you said that's a that's a more poetic uh, uh phrasing there so yeah I, I i like the one that you chose um but I'll be interested to ask you uh, about how that factored into writing this song here. So <laughs> let's let's take a listen here. Um, the title of this song is, this song is about nothing and that's a lie. So that's gonna be the challenge song this week by Shanna in address. dress. And here we go.
1: You asked me what I was thinking about and I said, nothing. What I was actually thinking about this song's already done, it's in the marble, in the clay, with some extra prepositions and phrases to chip away. It's a fallacy to ever believe we have nothing to say, but I tell myself that every day. They say all it takes is three chords in the truth. I'd add to that a baseline hook and groove. Speaking of which, this needs one. Hold on a sec while I get that done. getting cloudy in the attic of my mind. Oh, I about had it with this piece of paper, waiting for brilliance to arrive. All the white noise, all the static, I'm drowning in bad habits. This obnoxious stream of consciousness is me trying to survive. I got a method for this. You asked me what I was thinking about, and I said nothing, but I was actually thinking about Was this my choice or was it destiny? Sorry I can't always give the best of me While carrying a big load my Atlas shoulders The sunset deadline is looming closer Noticing the teal color on the roof of that donut shop we passed It was the same shade as the dress I wanted in the Boulder downtown glass My Aunt Maureen said she'd buy it for me but only if I paid for half I wore it three times, and it got a big stain. Got reminded that's why I don't buy nice things. It's cloudy in the attic of my mind. Oh, I about had it with this piece of paper, waiting for brilliance to arrive. All the white noise, all this static, I'm drowning in bad habits. This obnoxious stream of consciousness is me trying to survive. I got a method for this. You asked me what I was thinking about and I said nothing. But I was actually thinking about how we're never thinking about nothing. We don't have nothing to say. The nothing that we're stifling may mean everything one day to some blonde girl on a greyhound, plastic headphones in her ears. And your nothing was the one thing she really needed to hear. Oh, there's a method to this.
0: All right. That was Shanna and addresses uh challenge song for this week. It's called this song is about nothing. And that's a lie. (laughs) This is just (laughs) so, okay. So it sounds like, sounds like, sounds like you had writer's block, but then you just sort of leaned into your, uh, your amazing, uh, uh, rhyming skills and just, you know, toss off one of those, those brilliant, um, (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like there's a lot of lot of uh, lot of uh, songs about writer's block, and this is just a brilliant uh, discussion about that. It also touches on, you know, there there is you know that 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 trope of you know asking somebody what they're thinking and they're, they they say nothing. And you're right, it's like you know, are they genuinely thinking about nothing, and and does that mean something? I, I like how you mix that in, and and just the the rhymes are ridiculous, the 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 rhythm, and I and. <laughs> the point where you like, uh, I need to work, uh, give me a second to work on that baseline hook and groove. That's pretty sweet right there too. That reminds me a little bit of, um, oh, is it intergalactic by the beastie boys? They have a line in there where they go, uh, the beastie boys never let the beat drop. And they just, they, they and, and it's just this, this self-conscious reference, uh, reference in the song. And, and, uh, I really appreciated that, but this is just yeah. This is uh, I so again, you can tell me my interpretation is all wrong, but but this is a spectacular song. So Thanks. what? Tell tell me about it. And off, and and if the other question, of course, is did it, did you try to work the prompt in and uh, and it's in there somewhere and I'm just not seeing it because uh, I don't. Um, which is fine if you didn't use it, but uh, how did yeah, that was, go from that? Yeah,
2: definitely when I'm not playing this for your podcast i will take out the line that i threw in there but in the second verse i say like while carrying a big load my atlas shoulders ah uh, yeah the sunset okay. deadline is looming closer so there i was it like, is. how can i make shouldering the sunset actually about what i'm talking about and you know I was like oh i feel like atlas like with the weight of the world on my shoulders but i have this deadline and the deadline actually like a sunset deadline is a really cool way of describing a deadline that
0: is nice yeah 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 but you think you're going to take that out
2: um yeah i probably will
0: okay (laughs) well that's okay you know the way i see the prompts the prompts are really you just go anywhere you go. I, that, you know, there's, there's plenty of songs where I started with a prompt and it was just, it was done with, you know, it's like, you know, in fact, sometimes, sometimes the best thing about a prompt is saying, Oh, that's all wrong. I'm going to do the exact opposite of that. Right. but yeah, well tell me more about uh, how you, how you did this.
2: So this was the ultimate procrastination because this song was due March 31st. And I am a part of a weekly songwriting challenge and a monthly songwriting challenge and two different monthly ones Mm -hmm. and and then yours. And so it was the day the songs were due. I hadn't written any of them.
0: Oh, and
2: I had a prompt for attic. I had a prompt (laughs) for predestination which okay. is why there's a line about destiny in here
0: ah i see you're doing triple duty here with this song. i
2: was doing quadruple duty quadruple duty. um shouldering the sunset was the third and what was the fourth thing was method nice okay. and so i thought well the easiest way i could knock out all of these things with one is by doing something really wordy so it
3: mm-hmm.
2: like i can i can just Stream of consciousness rap, (laughs) and that way I can fit in those words in a way that makes sense. That's like one advantage to being wordy because if I was really choosy with my words, it'd be hard to meld those four different concepts into one idea.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's uh, yeah, I know, um, Terry Cook. She does that kind of, uh, or Terry Sunflower, I should say, she does, uh, a a lot of that she'll be taking on like these, you know, three or four different prompts at once. And, and I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I salute you. I salute you people that do it.
2: It would be fun if the prompts weren't all words. I always wish songwriting groups would be like your prompt this week is to, you know, write a prog rock song or oh, sure. mm-hmm. write a song that fits this rhyme scheme or you know like just a different constraint besides um or like you I... write here's your chord progression you must write a song to this chord progression that kind of thing
0: I know uh Timmy Reardon actually he'll he'll give musical prompts uh in his Thanks. fearless songwriting thing so so there are at least some some groups out there that, that do that. I mean, he gives the word prompt as well, but he'll also, and I guess I didn't, maybe I should start stealing those for uh, for my uh, the prompts that I'm giving out. Cause I made it, I, you know, we, we agreed I was gonna try to promote his group.
2: I can share like, so the song a week project I'm in is public, it's through a group called Real Women Real Songs, which a woman named Carrie Cooper designed and She gives us a prompt every week and there's three people, three musical artists and one visual artist every day. Oh, that's great. have to post their song to her prompt. And we've committed to do this for the year. And so every every Wednesday night when my song is due, I'm up far too late trying to finish this song and get it in by the deadline.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really fun.
2: Then you get to see everyone's different approach to the prompt and it's a lot of really really strong writers and no one is similar to each other which is fun
0: yeah it, it's 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 amazing how different people's uh interpretations of work? a prompt go yeah, yeah so. it's fun well so so i like to ask this of all the guests uh but um i guess the it's sort of a two-part question but the, the first is i mean do you think this is a finished song and if not how would you go about uh revising it what would be your Hmm. strategy and we've already talked about that a little bit because you you like to take them to to workshops or or critique groups
2: yeah well i did a fair amount of editing on this already i honestly had seven different verses Mm -hmm. and then i thought okay it doesn't need all of these i'm just gonna stick with these (laughs) with these three Um, I had a lot more lines about writer's block. Like I could have made the entire thing about the decisions that go into making the song and feeling like you have nothing to say. But I really liked the image of when you go down the rabbit hole of your mind, what kind of stuff is there outside of just i'm trying to write a song um which is why i have this verse i was driving i was driving down the street and i noticed the teal color of the roof of a donut shop and i said that's the kind of thing that if i was in a car with someone and they said what do you think about right now like that's not really interesting enough to say out loud of like that roof is teal, you know? But like what was happening in my mind is, oh, that roof is teal, I like teal. Oh, I liked that dress I used to have that was teal. What happened to that dress? Oh yeah, I got a big stain on it and I had to like give it away or throw it out. Hmm. Oh, Aunt Maureen bought that one for me. Well, she bought half of it, you know? And like that is all the things that happened in my mind in three seconds. Sure. And, um, so I did that as a little lyrical rabbit hole of like, this is what I'm thinking about.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a James Joyce kind of thing, right? You know, you're just doing these, the stream of consciousness and that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you're, you're right. It's sort of. Would that if you told the person what you were thinking about, would it be disappointing to them? Or would they be like, Oh yeah, I think that all the time too? Because everybody does it. Everybody goes right. off on those, you know, wild kind of ethereal tangents in their mind and these free associations. So but yeah, you talk about it and and it does seem even though that may be more of a default state of our thinking, if we talk like that. It it seems strange. That's that's anyway. Hmm, sparking philosophical questions. I like it. Yeah, you're getting deep well, into these these esoteric uh, subject matters here, Shanna.
2: Yeah, and and then I thought, well, you know, this does kind of fit in with the prompt because it's just like I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Oh, I I guess I I'm thinking of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just try putting down the things I'm thinking, and um and then it got kind of meaningful at the end i really like that line of like the nothing that we're stifling may mean everything one day to someone.
3: yeah else. yeah absolutely and
2: then i started getting all deep in my head about it about like yeah this is actually a really like this is a call to share yourself like share your stuff because the only access to connection we have is when we share Right. And if we're keeping our art to ourselves or whatever it is, like we're, we're blocking an opportunity for connection. And, and so I was thinking, yeah, you know, I can really stand behind the meaning of this song of like, share your nothing. It's, it's worth it. And then I immediately started playing devil's advocate with myself and I was like, "Oh, but I also know someone who talks way too much and I'm so uninterested in what they're saying. And so uh, I can definitely argue this point too. <laughs> well, I'll,
0: I'll admit my, my thought here was that, hmm, I don't know that I would wanna take the advice here or the suggestion here at the end that maybe you should talk to people that have their headphones in. Cause the impression oh, I get is well, a lot I, of people put those in to, to, to not talk to people, you know?
2: Well, that's not what I meant.
0: Yeah. Well, what, 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 what does that line mean?
2: Uh, to me, it was like the nothing that we're stifling may mean everything one day, and an artistic like if you didn't write that song, that maybe that girl is listening to that song and oh,
0: head. oh,
3: and
2: she needed to hear maybe you, you know, wrote. Oh, a song you're about, right. I
0: didn't get that. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh.
2: And then I was like, but then I'm not also this is not limited to songwriters who write songs need to share their songs i'm like no people should share their thoughts which ultimately may end up in some creator who share you know like it didn't have to be a direct path of i wrote a song and this girl's listening to it Mm -hmm. it's like This art inspired that art, which inspired that conversation, which connected with that human, which eventually connected in something that made a difference for someone.
0: I like it. Great tune. Great song. Um,
2: Thanks. Thanks for making me write it.
0: You bet. (laughs) You bet. Um, Well, so all right. Well, let's yeah, let's take a listen to mine, which, uh, as we'll soon see, is extremely different. Um, (laughs) Very, very, very different than what uh, what Shanna did. So um and i I did think about i did think about the thought did cross my mind do i want to try to write my version of a shanna song and i decided against it mostly because of time constraints i had uh because of various scheduling snafus i ended up writing a couple songs this week um and i didn't get the other one Uh, i was supposed to have mine done on wednesday night uh the 31st um, right. but on the 30th, I had finished, just finished up writing the song for the previous guest who I interviewed right. a few hours ago. And so I, for the most part, I wrote this, uh, on, on that night, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, there was a little bit, I'll go into detail afterward, but it was a little bit from before that, but, but mostly almost completely on Wednesday night. So let's bring it up here.
2: It's so refreshing to see your lyrics and see how how many less words there are There it's are like, very oh.
0: few well this was this was in a lot of ways i was like i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna try to compete with shanna on her level so so <laughs> this is this is going the exact opposite direction all right here we go this is a song called the last gunfighter and it's by yours truly it is my uh, contribution to the uh the challenge song this week to the prompt <laughs>
3: Ride towards the setting sun Towards a new horizon, horizon Lay down your guns Time to remove your badge Marshal up the courage, the courage To move on Don't Cling to the past It's fading fast It's fading fast We don't Need A sheriff We can be our own deputies, we thank you for being our hero, but the time for heroes is gone. Take all your tales to Hollywood Though you know they won't be understood Not like they should Don't cling to the past It's fading fast Fading fast, it's fading fast, it's fading fast.
0: That was the last gunfighter by yours truly, David Coyle. It is my contribution to the uh, to the challenge uh, song this week. It's my challenge song this week. Um, Okay, before I go into it, uh, what did, did anything jump out at you?
2: Oh everything. I feel like this song is straight out of like a spaghetti western, you know <laughs> you got that the whistle. It's it's so different than anything I would write. I can't wait to hear about your inspiration and process.
0: Uh, this was a weird, like a weird week. Cause like I said, I kind of, uh, with scheduling issues and I was sick, uh, a little bit last week. And then right before, right. You know, I really sat down to write this. I had gotten my, uh, first, uh, vaccine shot. So I was a little bit, I was a little woozy from that. Um, and, uh, but I had, I had come up with Uh, things come to me in the shower sometimes usually like melodic things or rhythmic things and not necessarily sometimes words, not necessarily Um, but I had come up with a couple different things during the week and one of them was that that whistle thing Um, and then I was thinking and and I was kind of just like okay I just got to work with something so I decided to pick that Um, and I decided oh well whistling it does like you said sounds a little bit like a spaghetti western And, uh, and that got me thinking about, you know, shouldering the sunset. Well, what do, what do cowboys do? They ride off into the sunset and, and then, um, for the last episode, uh, even though those prompts were given right around the time of the, uh, the shooting in Boulder, um, Mm -hmm. I didn't write a song. I actually ran away from writing a song about that. And so the the topic was on my mind about guns and things. And, uh, so i was trying to think of like is there a way to do kind of an anti-gun song um that isn't just like banging it you know over your head and so the you know it it, it struck me that there's you know historically there was a period the, you know there was the wild west and it was just kind of lawlessness and people were out there and they were uh you know they were enforcing all their own laws and whatnot and then and that kind of died down because they got uh, kind of i guess civilization kind of moved in or whatever there was the industrial revolution. You had more organized police forces, whatever. Um, uh, but also I know it doesn't, this is such a silly song to even be dealing with these things, but it's like, uh, I was just thinking about black lives matter and the whole defund the police thing. And so that kind of dipped in there, this, this thing totally collapses on the weight of its ambitions. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and so, (laughs) Uh, so all that stuff was there, and I was trying to think. Like I said, I was thinking like, okay, I don't. If I had felt like I had a full week to really work on it, I might have sat down and tried to do like a bunch of really clever lyrics. But I was like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to do, you know, something a little bit more low key. So trying to fit these themes into it, it's like, how do you get those themes in there? Uh It was 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 tough. And like you were saying, it's like you have these these really short lines, and it's like you if you're going to have so few words, they really have to count. Right. And this is definitely something that, that I'll, I'll want to rewrite rewrite. Cause you know, I don't think everything quite works, but the style, um, <laughs> this is as cheesy as it sounds, this could be a hell of a lot cheesier. And in my mind, I'm hearing, okay. If I want to go full cheese, I'm hearing a mariachi band. And and, oh. and 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 vocals going on in there. So you have like, wah, 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 wah. and then you know the <laughs> violins, and you have like a you know a mandolin playing and everything, and you've got this you know these these multi part harmonies going on. It was like ride towards the setting sun, and it would be really operatic and just just kind of kind of cool in this this kind of southwestern Tex Mex kind of way or whatever. Um, but the other thought was if I wanted to actually be a serious song, I I'd, I'd want to do it kind of in the style of Devotchka. Do you are you familiar with Devotchka at all? Not really. They're a uh, I I think they're probably most famous for having done most of the songs off the soundtrack to Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, the ones that weren't by The Flaming Lips were were done by Devotchka and uh and they've got kind of a cool little combo of um kind of this this Latin American sound mixed with uh Eastern European music and it's really a fascinating mashup of styles. So and and they you know they've got a singer who can really do this kind of operatic, almost Roy Orbison-esque kind of singing that but it really works, you know. I, I struggled yeah. with trying to find the right key for this. Uh it was it was tough. Um and so this doesn't sound anything like it does in my head. The whistle is almost a is kind of a placeholder in a lot of ways, um, and the the whistle sounds, I think, kind of goofy. But but that's what was going into my head. I, I was trying to. Oh, the other thing is just I like love the
3: whistle.
0: The literal thing that happened was the. Um, what actually happened in the old West was that a lot of those cowboys they, they went to Hollywood. And they sold their stories to Hollywood, and 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 they of course mythologized the Old West, the Wild West, and it it isn't it is not like what actually happened. You know, cowboys were not as predominant a uh, force uh, in the way that they describe it in the movies. Uh, but but you know Wyatt Earp was a real person, and he went off and he he sold his his story and made a bunch of money off of it, and uh, and we have you know this whole myth of the gunfighter type of thing. So. Wow. So those are all the elements that I was trying to cram into this, this little tiny little song. So yeah.
2: That's the fun part though. You know, like when you get to hear the story behind, you're like, wow, I never knew all of that was in there. Or maybe someone with a really um, spot on imagination would. And that's cool and it's fun. Like that is definitely a benefit to being concise is it allows for more interpretation. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Cause you want to spark, spark that imagination. Right. And sometimes the, uh, yeah, the really fun thing is if you, you put something obscure into a lyric and somebody comes and gives you their interpretation, it's like, Oh, that's what you thought it meant. Hmm." So yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. I'm impressed. That was really, I mean that little whistle melody is gonna be in my head all night
0: yeah it's kind of i think my i don't i don't set out always to write like a great song i mean that's not my goal my goal is to write something that's interesting and listenable and i think this is interesting i'm not sure because the the whistle is you know for some people I think the whistling is going to be cool, uh, but for other people, it's going to be this this horrible, horrible earworm that they can't get out of their brain, you know. So,
1: um,
0: but uh, yeah, so you think you think whistle more than the the horns, the mariachi horns?
2: Oh, I definitely want to hear it with the mariachi horns. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> I'll see what I can do to get that that set up. But, uh, I, well, I and so I need to do my own little critique here of the song. Uh, yeah i think all the the lines have to be really uh reworked just to get them just perfect you know um i don't feel like there's necessarily quite enough imagery i think having a little bit more obscure imagery in there that's not fully explained uh Mm -hmm. you know i did some you know, like marshal you know, I, I went down and I wrote down some some words that were kind of old west oriented and I have like marshal up the courage. That's that's a play on words and I don't I noticed know if, that. Yeah, I don't know if that really works. Um I'd almost I'd almost want to sacrifice that for a choice image of something. Right. I don't know. I like I kinda like the philosophical part of like uh, we don't need a sheriff when we can be our own deputies. The the line after that though the hero the time for heroes is gone it's like what is even the rhyme scheme there, uh,
2: <laughs> I noticed I was like oh there's no rhyme
0: yeah, yeah yeah I mean I could have rhymed it with the previous with a I could have put past the time for heroes has passed but that we've already used the word past with a t so past right. with an ed yeah anyway that that part needs to be reworked um, I, there's I think there's room for another another stanza there after the Take Your Tales to Hollywood, or maybe right before that. It's a very short song. So, I mean, there's probably room for, for a lot more, but that's, uh, so anyway, that's that's where I'm at with that. It's a very odd song. It's a very, very odd song.
2: It's not that odd.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think yeah. you were spot on. It's a spaghetti Western type of thing. It totally yeah. is. Let's see that in Neo Morricone having I mean, he's got the you know his stuff's more cool, except when he tries to do like love themes, and then they're they're oftentimes really goofy. It's weird. I don't know if you listen to money much soundtrack stuff. Or,
2: I actually played this song, um, and my friend used that exact name to describe it.
0: Anil Morricone. Oh yep. yeah, I, I would
2: have I would have absolutely pronounced it wrong. So I'm glad
0: you're saying uh, name. you're assuming I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs>
2: I was like, "Oh, Ennio Morricone."
0: <laughs> it could be. It could be. I've not. I have not met the man. He has not told me the proper way to uh, pronounce to pronounce it. it. I don't. I'm sure. I'm not. I don't think he's even alive anymore. So, what can you do? I guess that means any way we pronounce it's going to be correct.
2: So. That's right. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, spaghetti westerns. I love spaghetti westerns. Uh, I think they're really, they're really fun unique art form so
2: yeah that would be well, a really hard challenge for me to like write a song for a spaghetti western so congrats
0: oh well thank you thank you uh we both uh got some uh interesting songs out of the prompts yeah. this week uh shanna we have now come to the portion of the show where uh you get to promote whatever you want
2: well most important thing is that you come back to the raw songwriting podcast with david coyle
3: oh yeah clearly
2: um and then besides that the really fun thing that i am up to this summer after releasing my debut record is that i'm biking across the country the (whistles) the u.s and music touring so i am currently booking house shows and backyard shows for that and if anyone is listening and wants to be a part of the tour at all I'm fundraising for a charity that I really love called Pangea World Foundation and am going to be yeah going from the literal west coast of the U.S. to the east coast on a bicycle and playing shows. So there's many ways that you can be involved, whether that's donating or riding along with me or hosting a show, or if you're an artist who wants to connect and play a show together, I just I'm so excited to be around people again, and to share music together and collect stories and go on this big adventure. So um, the details for that are at shannaandaddress.com. And there's a, a bike tour link on the bottom left of the website there. Oh, and also if you would like a free live album, that's available at shannaandaddress.com also.
0: So on, in your bio, it said that you're going to be touring with Red, Lo- Red Molly. Is that still the case?
2: It was the case before um, the pandemic hit. And um. likely that's going to happen in 2022 now
0: okay all right all right sounds good well once again thank you Shanna for coming on it's been a delight talking to you about songwriting and your, your your amazing music so
2: talking about songwriting is probably just as fun to me as writing and sharing songs so I love that you are doing this
0: cool cool well I, I it seems like uh, I'm' I haven't had much problem finding people that are interested in doing the, the podcast so far. So it's been, yeah. And it's, they're always great conversations. Everybody has a slightly different take on everything. So it's good. And next week, if everything goes according to plan, uh, David Birchfield is going to be my guest and uh, we'll, we'll find out his perspective on things. So.
2: Good. Say hi to David for
0: me. Oh, will do. Absolutely. So I'll be posting the prompts uh, this weekend on Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza on Facebook. And I encourage you to play along, feel free to pick a prompt and uh, write a song. And then if you wanna post it as a comment on one of the episodes or uh, tweet me at uh, David L. Coyle, or you can send me uh, an MP3 at songwriting at gmail.com. Or if you have anything you wanna talk to me about, or if you have questions about uh, any of the the guests I've had, songwriting at gmail.com is great or or if you're somebody that's that's a musician you're a songwriter and you're passionate about talking about songs and and songwriting then maybe you want to be on the show so if that's the case uh, uh shoot me an email as well if you've enjoyed this week's episode please consider donating to the program via venmo at Dave coyle or paypal.me dave coyle in the meantime keep your songwriting raw and riveting.
3: Ride towards the setting sun Towards a new horizon, horizon Lay down your gun